I'm just going to cut to the chase. Men don't understand women that well, and it's kind of our own fault. We don't communicate well, but yet at the same time, we're like, again, it's our fault. We're fake in a sense. We're hiding ourselves, our true selves, because instinctively we're too busy sticking our asses up in the air like a female cat trying to get the male cat's attention that <laughs> they totally do that by the way it's hilarious and honestly i see that in certain demographics and certain scenes which what woman can dress the best and get the most attention and women love attention and there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time the downfall to and living life to get attention and who can look the best at a party takes away from the realness underneath all that beauty that's not being shared and and talked about whether it be to your significant other or in this case what the video is about to men so then they feel like they don't understand women and it's not really their fault it took me years to get this and i'm from a good girl background the good girl mindset of submission and pleasing the person in authority i grew up in a very strict home brought up in a christian background you're taught to submit to god submit to the male authority of the home which in this case was my my stepfather he got all my respect and submission and it was a strict upbringing so i submitted to some pretty stupid shit that i would never want my daughter to submit to today but i did and i've you know i learned a lot i wouldn't be who i am today if it wasn't for that so no bashing my upbringing but it's just facts and so that mindset being brought up to just submit to the male authority in my life kind of trailed into all of my relationships. So even work, if you look at work, I always desire to be the best, put my best foot forward, impress all the time, go far and beyond, and that can lead to a burnout. The same with uh, relationships. Marriage, I submitted my first marriage, I was married twice. My first one I married just to get out of my strict sheltered home life. So I married a stranger who ended up being a narcissistic sociopath. I have an episode, I talk about that. And I submitted to him, a person who did not deserve my submission, but I did because that's all I knew. I thought that was what you do. You impress, you submit, blah, blah, blah. And I wasted five years of my life doing that. And it kind of clicked one day that I'm my own person. I don't have to submit. And you can call it that rebellion stage that most people go through in their teens. I didn't go through it until I was in my mid-20s because of it being in a sheltered um, upbringing and having that good girl mentality. And it really is, you know, you're born with it or you're not. I actually learned so much from the girls that are not born with that. They actually taught me how to be the woman I am today. 
uh, rebellious, you know, think for yourself moment. So I wish I was that kind of teenager that just did what I wanted to do, but I wasn't. I was born with that submissive, good girl personality, and I had to learn a lot of shit later on in life that a lot of these people learned pretty much early on in their teens. So fast forward, I, you know, I flipped a switch finally in my later years. And for my second marriage, my current marriage, I was and am 100% raw and honest. A lot of my fellow wives talk about communication being the issue in their marriage. That is like the strong point in mine. We have issues in other areas, but communication is definitely not one of them. <laughs> and I made sure to fix that because of what I've learned. So when I talk to these women, that's one thing I've noticed is they keep so much, so many secrets from their husbands because they don't want to show any kind of weakness, right? Or rawness in the sense that would make their husbands think any less of them I get from some women or they just want their husbands to constantly think they're beautiful, flawless, and perfect, that they never fart or shit. I get it. I was there. I've been there. But that doesn't help the men. You know, they feel like they don't understand their wives and communication is the issue which creates other issues. If you're not communicating well, then you're not talking about things you need to be talking about and therefore other issues happen. The first thing in any relationship, whether it be work, friendship, relationship, is you have to have good communication. Transparency, you know, you don't have to be as open as my husband and I are. Sometimes I think we're too open, <laughs> too honest. But definitely that needs to be a strong point in any relationship because if it's not, then it creates other issues because you're not talking about other issues. <laughs> so finances is another leading cause of divorce and other issues. And that's because you guys weren't talking about it. So again, communication, it keeps going back to that. So if I can give any one advice for this quick relationship self-help episode, it would be to work on being honest and open. Don't try to impress. Don't try to submit. We need to be honest with our men in our lives, whether that be our fathers, our guy friends, our boyfriends, our husbands. We need to just be honest. And who cares if we don't look perfect or flawless? Because no woman is. And I'm, it's, Women are always going to do that. They're always going to be that cat with their ass up in the air. It's a perfect analogy. That's just the way they are at a certain period of their life. I was at a certain period of my life as well. We all go through that period where it's like, who can get the attention the most? But we all outgrow it and we all realize that, okay, that was just a stage. We learned from whatever and then we moved on. So, the moving on part is what needs to happen before you really start a long relationship with someone that's long-term. 
because again, that will create some communication issues and pretty much portraying yourself as not the person you really are. So one thing I'll challenge you to do, which I know a lot of, <clears throat> of my fellow wives don't do, is carve out some one-on-one -on -one time with your spouse every evening or morning or whatever, but once a day, whether that be five minutes or 10 minutes. I do that. My, my alone time is first thing in the morning when everyone is asleep before I go to work. And then the one-on-one -on -one with my spouse is in the evening. The kids go to bed early. They go to bed on time because mommy and daddy need their time to hang out. The nice thing about my relationship with my second and current husband is we were friends first. We were married to other people when we met. We became really good friends. We immediately, well, I didn't like him the minute I met him. I thought he was an arrogant prick. And we debated a lot. We argued. I didn't care to impress him, right? We weren't, you know, we didn't, we weren't attracted to each other when we met. So we were able to really get to know each other. And that's kind of stuck into our marriage. And we're friends first. And that's what we've always made sure we kept is that all raw, honest friendship. And that's why our relationship works so well is because we are friends first and a couple second. So we spend at least 15 minutes in our evenings just talking, chilling, you know, bullshitting around. He'll tell me about his day. I'll listen. A lot of times people just want to vent. They want a listening ear and vice versa. And a lot of times we wives can be bitchy, short, impatient, you know, that kind of desire to impress and get the attention kind of goes out the window after a few years into marriage. So it's important to keep that going. There's so many times where I'm just tired. I want to go to bed and I want to end my day. I want to read a book, but my husband wants to talk and he wants to tell me about his day, tell me what he's been thinking, what project he's working on, invite me out to the garage to see something he's been working on, and I will give him that time and undivided attention, just like I would as a girlfriend wanting to be attentive and impressing him, blah, 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 available. I still do that. Obviously, we're, we're realistic when it comes to kids and interruptions and work and career and whatever it is. But I make sure to carve out that time where he has all of my attention. And again, that's communication. And that really helps the respect between us. He feels appreciated. He feels heard. He feels like he understands me, knows me. I communicate to him at that time as well. And he's listening. But it's very vital. And if you have a husband who's a couch potato and doesn't care to talk to you, and he's the one that doesn't want to communicate, and he's like the opposite of my husband here. I would simply engage and tell him, hey, let's just carve out five minutes and let's talk. You know, odds are if he's a good man and you should be married to him, he'll listen. <laughs> now, if he says, fuck you, then I would honestly look into your marriage and why you're with him. <laughs> but start out small and increase from there. But transparency is so important. Being honest and just communicating 
and not always wanting to impress. And we're women. That's a natural thing to do. But we have to find a balance. And that's the key to really healthy relationships and not just marriage, but in work, friendships and all that. Even with your kids, they just want to talk. They want to communicate. And that's so important. So again, communication is the key. If we can fix how we communicate, then we would pretty much fix the world.